1: It's the list and your
2: boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. Zap. With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dime, make a fantastic song, make a fantastic song. And real
0: life, what's up, you guys? It is December twenty-third. This is going to be the last list in your boy of the year. Next week. We bring you The List and you Girl. I think it's like number five or six with Denise Salcedo and myself. So, Jimmy, uh, last time you're going to see The People this year. And it's the People. On, yeah, The People, and it's on the landmark 197th episode of List and Your Boy.
3: So how come you don't like surprises?
0: It's not that I don't like surprises. It's just very counterproductive when you tweet stuff and you don't have a link to what you're talking about.
3: <laughs> we were talking off camera. I like to post a little teaser for the podcast, and I never tell Sean what the topics are going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because
0: it makes a big difference in just telling me. Posting, me posting uh, podcast link. Oh, my hair's all out of whack right now. Jimmy. Oh, you look fine. You look fine. a busy man.
3: Yeah, don't tell me. So... Uh, <laughs> Final episode of 2020. So You've my got first a
0: kitchen to clean. Yeah, week.
3: yeah. Oh, well, we're gonna get to that. So she came down downstairs too afterwards, uh-huh. and and strolled on in with a big smile on her face. And I was like, "Yeah, that's cute. You just cost me two hundred eighty dollars."
0: So you legitimately didn't expect that to happen?
3: No, no. So i, I was in the uh, i was in her family room, and uh, I told her I'm going to go down to the basement because the kids were just going to bed at that time. So I said, I'm going to go down to the basement. She thought I was just going down there to watch a podcast. Yeah. She didn't know I was actually going to jump in. And so she decided to do that on a whim. Yeah, I told her that was really Amazing. cute. Well, uh,
0: well, before we get into the show, guys, please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Uh, donate a super chat if you want your question or statement read on the air that's very important to us. Get a couple plugs out of the way. Fightfulselect.com. Alex has done, or done two shows this week already. He's going to do a third. My Q&A show goes up tomorrow. But we had some exclusive news and plans for the Christmas spa- SmackDown. And we have some exclusive news on uh, Liv Morgan. Earlier this year, I did the Brass Ring series where I asked a bunch of wrestlers who was working hard to improve, who do you think should be booked better, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Liv Morgan was by far the most overwhelming name that was, was brought up to me. That is up on Fightful Select. We're still going to have exclusive news all week. And while you're here, we got a couple more plugs. Twitch.tv slash fightfulgaming We're getting it kicked off this week. We're going to start some streaming. But also, we brought back Fightful Scraps. And some of you may uh, say that sounds familiar. It's a clips channel we did a couple years ago. Uh, Over the past, really, 9, 10 months, I have been slowly uploading on the back end of that, like, hundreds and hundreds of clips. Right now, you can see the epic-triggered 2020 compilation and the Shooting Softly compilation, uh it's youtube.com slash fightful scraps we're gonna try to get to 1,000 subscribers asap and then january 1st i'm gonna be uh rolling out clips for you guys lots of stuff going on jimmy we got a lot going on we do we do yeah well because it's the final episode for
3: us of 2020 it's been a while but i decided to have a beer on camera oh wow i, I gave camillo a beer he's got one too a
0: real professional guys yeah, it says, says the man
3: eating pizza on the holiday podcast, but yeah, we'll I get did. there. And cookies. And cookies. And, cookies, and cookies. Well. My my first question for you is, do you have any New Year's resolutions for 21?
0: Um, no, I'm pretty much perfect.
3: Okay, I got one for you. Okay. For 2021, I want Sean Ross Sapp to get the hell off of Reddit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sold i got banned from reddit did you
3: get banned from reddit for
0: three days a guy called a guy said and i quote he's like he's being a bitch about this and i in in a question i said isn't you posting this comment being a bitch about what i'm saying and they banned me for three days yeah
3: it's there's no benefit get off reddit that's going to be my New Year's resolution for you for 2021. If you don't get off Reddit, I might hit Reddit up and tell them to ban you for life. Because it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's, it's good for your mental health. Just get the hell off Reddit. And, th- and this is the same thing I said to Denise. Remember when Denise, that time, she posted something about someone that complained about her. And I hit her up and I said, you got to remember, as your profile grows, you are going to get more and more of that. And, and that's what that's how it's going to be. Your profile has grown a lot over the last few years, and you've done a good job of uh, not allowing Twitter hate to kind of get the best of you. But now I see, I see a you know treading over into Reddit. Just get did, the hell did, off Reddit. Did you Reddit.
0: see my good thread yesterday, though? No, I don't go on Reddit. Oh, no, 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 no. I in mean on Twitter. Oh, no. I reached out, and, uh, and I said, oh, Hey, guys, I'm working on a Royal Rumble feature. I would really love it that if anybody that has writing experience or production experience in wwe please contact me i'd love to talk to you and somebody said i quote guarantee none of your followers has have experience producing a wwe show chief (laughs) so i replied with a screenshot of bruce pritchard following me and i said none of them none of them and then there was Eric Bischoff and Tony Khan and Kerry Silkin and David Marquez and Brett Lauderdale and Mikey Blanton and Vince Russo and Scott Demore and Jeff Jarrett. You know, a couple people that have produced some wrestling content. Uh-huh. Jimmy.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I mean, I don't, I don't have your Twitter followers because I'm not the face of Fightful and I just don't care. But if I did, there'd be a lot of upset people because I hardly respond to shit. You well, I mean, I mean,
0: I do. I interact with these people. I love the people. I'm a man of the people.
3: <laughs> You love the people. Okay. I'm
0: a man of the people, Jimmy.
3: <laughs> well, speaking of you being speaking of you being the man of the people, so uh first thing I wanna do, and I, I said this on the on the holiday podcast, I wanna thank everyone related to Fightful for making 2020 a good year for Fightful when it was a shitty year in almost every other sense. Obviously, COVID-19 made it a crappy year for everybody. I lost my sister this year, so 2020 was just an overall shitty year. But Fightful actually had a pretty good year, and so I want to thank everybody behind the scenes, uh, Dave and Camillo and Mel and Lindsay and Juan, and Mel mentioned Steve, who, who I forgot on the podcast Uh, And not to mention everybody on camera, Sean and Jeremy and everybody else. I want to thank you all for that. I also want to show you guys the gift that Sean Rossap got me for Christmas this year. This was very creative. I didn't bring in the physical copy because I had a lot of stuff to bring in, and I didn't want to have to carry anything extra. But uh, we got the the digital file. Put up Media 1, Camillo. So this is uh, the, the graphic. Sean got me this in a 22 by 28 poster. Uh, and not just like a paper poster. It's like a vinyl material that doesn't rip, which is cool, too. I thought this was very clever. You know that I'm a big fan of the old WWFLJN action figure line, which was the inspiration for that. So awesome, man. I'm going to get that framed up, and uh, and there you go. I might even uh, – I was even contemplating asking to get the artist to uh, to give me a little signature for it or something to put in there.
0: Yeah, I can, but, I can do that. Uh, for those that, that don't know, it's Matt McKnight. You can follow him on Twitter. At M-C-K-N-U-T underscore 45. Uh, Good friend of of the show. Good friend of Fightful. And a great dude. Love Matt McKnight. Uh, Always gave me hair tips back in the day, too. Because he (laughs) has magical hair. But uh, I I hit him up and I was like, hey, do you think you can pull this off? And he said, yeah, of course. And he would show me progressively as it went along. So please, go support uh, Matt McKnight. And again, follow him on Twitter. He did some incredible work there. I mean, I, it's, it's, it is legitimately difficult to get you a Christmas gift. So I was like, and this is one that I had thought about doing a long time ago. I just didn't know how I would pull it off. and It was, it was no problem for him. Like a matter of days he had that.
3: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm at the point. I, I never asked for anything. Yeah. I just never asked for anything. My wife says the same thing. She says, I never know what to get you. And, uh, and so my wife this year, to give you an example, so I have a uh, Rocky robe signed by Sylvester Stallone. Oh, wow. And I've had it for years just sitting in a bag. And uh, my wife was like, I never know what to get you. And I was like, you know what? Get me a display case for the Rocky robe. That's so she's cool. Yeah, so she's working on that. But otherwise, yeah, I never asked for anything. I never want anything. But that was, a, that was a, a clever gift, and I appreciate that. Now I want to talk about the holiday podcast. First and foremost, what was the final tally, Sean?
0: Uh, okay, on Super Chats, it was 1500 and some change. And then uh, Ron Patel, the sponsor of No Profanity September, had donated $575 worth of Amazon gift cards. And you agreed to match all that.
3: I really did, man. What a stupid person I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. I, I was joking on the podcast. I said, oh, man, I'm going to have to get a job. I think I ended up giving you like $3,500 to uh, American. But yes. <laughs> uh, I was happy. I was happy to do it. Everybody uh, with Fightful, uh, uh, you know, they all contribute and they all work hard. But I got to say one thing. So I didn't. So if if you missed the holiday podcast, go on YouTube because it's there. I I got in there late and I didn't watch it before I got in because I was, you know, going to the basement and getting set up, whatever. I don't know how much camaraderie was going on before I got in there. I don't know how much talking was going on. When I got in there, people were quiet.
0: Not nearly as much as you would think. Oh, really? Okay. I, I was like damn, guys, I need less dead air. They were there to collect the check. They
1: knew what they were
3: there to do. They were, yeah. And,
0: I mean, they didn't have to join in on that to get bonus. That was going to bonus everybody anyway. But
3: Yeah. Well, they were quiet, and it was, you know, and I'll be honest, like, there are times, especially with newer employees in the company, where I'm kind of accustomed to it, like, people will be quiet when I come around. But I thought on a podcast like that, everybody was going to be, I thought there was going to be camaraderie. I thought so, Alex was going to be boisterous.
0: I... I have a funny story that I'm not sure if I have ever told you, and I really can't remember the names involved. Yep. So I didn't know any vibe around your office or anything, and I've I've come to realize it's a good one. I like yeah. it. One of the reasons why I'm so committed to Fightful is I see how happy your employees are in the office, and I can't remember who it was that – because obviously we had Vitura that came up to you and said, I don't like how he talks to you. Yeah, she did. But somebody came up to me and said, I love how you talk to him. Never stop. It oh, really? It makes more comfortable. <laughs> yes.
3: Can you please find out who that was?
0: And I, I wish I could remember. Dig
3: back into the memory bank, Sean.
0: But, oh. See, I, I, I have a name, <laughs> and the name would shock you. But I don't want to say it. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't want to say it because I don't want to attribute it to them. But, but that person, uh, there were other people that said, Jimmy wants to just be like the rest of us and not be necessarily, like, looked at as, hey, don't act any different around me. I'm the boss. Like, they, you want people to act completely normal around you because... Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I got to hold people accountable for, you know, for the performance and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, And I'm not going to lie, and I told you this before, if people talk to me in the office the way that you do sometimes, it would not end well. But... I always look at this a little bit differently, and that's what I told Ventura that day. I was like, this is kind of—it's almost like a show.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? We we do bits on here. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like, I don't take it—it's very much the way I look at social media. This is why whenever anybody rips me on social media, I smile and laugh. I don't take it seriously. I don't get offended at all. Not at all.
0: Well, we do have some super chats. Anakin says, glad to be able to finally catch a show live. Been able to catch up on podcasts while quarantining. A-plus Taylor Swift review, Sean— Thank you very much, and I hope you feel better soon, Anakin. And uh, Anakin says, Jimmy, any idea when you'll go back to 6 p.m. shows? I would say no time soon.
3: It could be very difficult. i got two little kids now, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, I think when I stopped doing it, my son, I believe he had been born, but he was still young enough that he wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. Now he's three and a half, and he's just a destructive force. Yeah. And uh, I got to be home, you know, typically around that time. It's going to be tough.
0: And and uh, us doing a show that ends, like, minutes before AEW and NXT that start, too. that's that's a pretty big time crunch.
3: Never even thought of that, yeah.
0: Josh Page says, Jimmy, you ready for the NHL return? you think the Leafs can make it out of the all-Canadian division?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm lukewarm on the NHL season, if, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, they're doing the best they can with what they have. I haven't been a big fan of COVID, COVID sports, if you want to call it that, yeah. because and, and again, I don't want to disrespect any of the players because they all play hard. But if you look at the Stanley Cup, for an example, a lot of players chose to sit out, and I look at it like, you know, is it really best on best when some chose? I mean, the Bruins' best goalie chose to sit out in, in the playoffs. Yeah, Tuukka Rask. I just it's hard for me to look at it. And now uh, uh, the province of Ontario in Canada, it doesn't look like they're going to allow games. Uh, The province of British Columbia is not going to allow games. Quebec's not going to allow games. So they're probably going to have to do a Canadian hub again, a hub city. Eh, It's not the same. So I'll check it out, but I'm not overly excited. But to answer your question, the Leafs will probably uh, win the Canadian division, I believe.
0: Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. It'll get your question or statement read on the air. Evan Wright asks if I've seen the BTE stuff yet. No, it's been a slammed week. Uh, Quite frankly, uh, a lot of our staff is going to take off the next Four days through through uh, the weekend. We've got uh, probably 100 stories set up, but I'm a little slammed on that. I will catch up on it this evening, though. And David Dickers says, I'm happy you guys have reacted to me, Mr. Van, though a question. What conversion rate do you use to equal the Christmas stream? It's USD. USD. It's USD.
3: And uh, uh, YouTube basically does it by itself. And I typically pay the guys out in in PayPal, and PayPal uses an absolutely trash exchange rate that screws me over
0: and and but. not only that, but yeah the, the fees associated with yeah, sending yeah. like as I bonus people in the u k or Canada today, I would notice all the fees associated with it, yeah, so I had to do a little bit of adjusting uh, Chris Calicut, friend of the show, says first time watching a show live in a while. Hope the Fightful crew has a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday. Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, Hopefully we can have you on some of that Twitch stuff, and we can do like NBA draft streams and things like that more often. Jobber says stream highlight was Denise and Joel singing. I can't believe we got Denise to sing on that stream. I missed that that
3: part. I think I was gone by then.
0: So she told me on Monday that she could sing Cindy Lauper. And we got her to sing Cyndi Lauper while all the men wagged their fingers like they were Captain Lou Albano. Okay, yeah. It was yeah, a good yeah. moment. And how that, was she? That, that will be up on uh, on Scraps eventually. And then Rob Wilkins, uh, our, our new AEW coverage guy – by the way, Rob, uh, are, are you covering Wrestle Kingdom? Because I need to set that up. Uh, He says, SRS and Jimmy Van, thank you for everything. Kyler, too, for helping me out with the social media stuff. I haven't worked in social media in five years. It's crazy. Well, they've done some great stuff for our social media. Uh, We are really, really, really growing our our Instagram at Fightful Online. We're starting an MMA Instagram, by the way, guys, uh, to kind of separate those. And we are on Facebook at Fightful Online. And Anakin says... Was gonna wait until Jimmy Van's next Q and A, but I'll ask now. Did you ever find out if Matt Cardona bought that black card, Randy Savage?
3: Actually, I asked Sean to find out, and he didn't. So I hit up Matt. He did not. Okay. Yeah, he did not. And I thought he was the guy that did. I was almost positive he was. Randy Savage is his favorite wrestler, and that black card Savage was what he was after. And I, I did I tell the story on the air or off the air? I got two of them, and Matt kept asking me questions. Can you send me another picture of it? Can you send me a picture of the back of it? Can you send me a picture of the bubble? I'd be like, Matt, it's not for sale. It's not for sale. And then he'd be like, oh, okay. Can you send me a picture of the – like, it's not for sale. <laughs> but, he, but he definitely wanted it. I can't recall. I think, he's, I think he told me the one that I was asking him about didn't have the backing he wanted. I think that's what it was.
0: I, I somewhat blame you and Matt Cardona for the hit that my bank account has taken over the past year collecting figures.
3: Oh, really? That's my fault.
0: Yeah, it's your fault.
3: Well, good thing I gave you a new deal. So uh...
0: <laughs> I bought, I, I did pre order the uh, Series 2 and Series 3 AEW, even though I don't like the figures themselves. Like, I'm collecting them, I'm putting them in a thing, and then maybe like when I retire or something, I'll probably sell them or something. But... That's
3: cool. I haven't seen any of them at
0: all, the, the AEW ones,
3: but uh, the fanfare has been great
0: very hard to find uh i've been collecting jack's bca obviously I started ecw loose figures and i accidentally bought some wcw toy biz figures because i bought a mike awesome thinking it was an ecw figure but it was a a toy biz figure so uh last super chat before we get into actual news <laughs> actually we have two uh 17 names deegan Good friend of the show says Merry Christmas, Sean and Jimmy. Sorry I missed the holiday stream, but I hope you all have a relaxing and happy holidays. Well, hey, we hope to have you on some of our Twitch streams sometimes playing Among Us. So thank you very much. And Joe Kerr says I think Jimmy needs to break out his Mountie uniform and do a full investigation of who attacked SRS this week because Jimmy Van always gets his man. Always I gets have his won man. The hunt.
3: Well, first off, wouldn't I have to take it from Kevin Owens?
0: Yes. You know, right? I thought it was so funny that I had him and PCO scheduled the same day.
3: Can I ask you a question? And and I, I never asked you this before now. Did you ask Kevin Owens the question that I no. wanted you to ask? Come it's on. It's
0: ridiculous. Why am I going to ask on. that when they got a WWPR person on the line?
3: Ask him before you start rolling? No, you can't do that?
0: The, the WWPR person is on the line at all times of that. Oh, so come on.
3: Ball up, Sean. Ball up. Thing. All right. I'm, I'm going to say this on the air. So... Before Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were in WWE, the first promotion that they worked for, and if Kevin Owens ever sees this, I hope he can answer this. The first promotion they ever worked for out of uh, Quebec, I believe it was called IMS, I believe, an independent outfit. What I heard at the time, and we're talking, what, Sean, 10, 15 years ago? What I heard at the time was that the owner of that promotion was a porn star, like an online porn star. And I heard that she would actually film footage for her website in the balcony during events. This is what I heard because I knew a bunch of independent wrestlers at the time. And uh, so I asked Sean to ask Kevin, can you confirm if your 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 promotion that you used to work for you in... What was the museum? El Generico at the time. Yeah. The promotion that you worked for in Quebec was owned by a, a, an online porn star. I was just curious to know.
0: I mean, I, I can still ask, uh, but... Yeah, I I was was curious,
3: and then if the answer is yes, I would love to know his... Tell me about that. What was that like? You know what I mean? Did you see things you didn't want to see?
0: I think it's time to get into news, and Evan Wright (laughs) kicks us off. (laughs) Thoughts on AJ Styles' quote about owing Vince back for paying them for their work seemed really strange and a brainwash mentality. Yes, it is a strange mentality, and I respect uh, AJ Styles greatly, but... He doesn't owe Vince McMahon shit besides the bumps that he's taken and his performance on screen. They already make that number back. Listen to the CM Punk podcast. He lays it out perfectly. He was like, oh, well, people say, oh, you got paid a million dollars. And he goes, well, good, because I probably made them ten times that. And it's the truth.
3: I can't help but wonder if Vince went to AJ personally and said, I need you to be a leader with me on this one. I need you to, 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 to be like a public face. You're one of the highest paid guys in the locker room. Um, I wouldn't even, even surprise me if Vince told him, I'll take care of you. Like, I'll take care of you you know, off to the side kind of thing. Yeah. I need you to be a leader on this one, and I need, you know, wouldn't surprise me. And, and this is nothing against AJ Styles, because it's business, and AJ Styles has a family. Uh, so it's nothing against him. But I question if that played into it, because to hear him say that, I felt the same way that you just kind of uh, relayed for him to say, we owe the company. Yeah, like you said, they're WWE's making their money on a guy like AJ Styles. Yes,
0: they are. They sure so, as heck are. Yeah, and uh, it, it's a very frustrating mentality to see because, by and large, pro wrestlers are underpaid, especially in WWE.
3: Yeah, and and look, I we've talked about this before. I understand that these guys have been able to utilize the WWE platform. In order to get notoriety for themselves. I get it. Like Paige would not have a Twitch channel, you know, making whatever she makes a month if it wasn't for WWE. Zelina Vega would not have a Twitch, would not have an OnlyFans. I get it. But but that's why they're deemed independent contractors. Mm -hmm. Right? If they were deemed full time employees, WWE would have the right to say you can't do that. They deem them independent contractors. That's the difference. And so like for example, look at Sean as a perfect example. Sean said, Hey, I wanna, you know, I wanna write an article for Russell Talk. I said, Go ahead. You know what I mean? I want to do uh what do you do on Monday inside the ropes? He does like a little inside podcast. Inside the ropes with Kenny McIntosh Monday yeah. night live. I, I said go ahead. Like it's not taking anything away from what he does for Fightful. He's not a full-time, you know, permanent employee for Fightful. And so I I was fine with it and and Vincent man, I wish that he would have just looked at that. I mean, you guys are independent contractors. Now I'm muddying the waters. This is going to open up, you know, potential legal repercussions for me. But he was just the greedy old curmudgeon that's always done things the way he's done them, and you know it's at some point it's going to come back to bite him. Especially when you consider that like Paige is still streaming to this day. Uh, who else is still streaming to this day?
0: Uh, Anybody Dakota else? Dakota Kai a little bit. Uh, Adam Cole is in NXT, but not a whole lot. Not I've a whole been, lot. I mean they they found other roles and spots for a lot of them. Like I mean, Jessamyn Duke, Mia Yim... Shayna Baszler, Dakota Kai are all a part of the, the up, up, down, down now.
3: Right. Right. Okay. Well, I, I, I didn't think it was a great thing for AJ Styles to say. And, and like I said, I kind of feel like that was fed to him. Like, I feel like that yeah. stuff was, was fed to him by Vince.
0: Yeah. It really seems like it. It really yeah. does seem like it. And I hate that mentality. Yep. Uh, Anakin JMT says, thoughts on Juice Robinson being out of Wrestle Kingdom? Uh, that's a big hit for him because that was going to be a big platform for a lot of people.
3: Big payday, to, too.
0: Yeah, and a big payday to see what he can do because he is really one of the most dynamic uh, characters in, in Japan right now and has shown what he can do outside of WWE. All
3: let right, right, let's, let's start by talking about the Rumble. Uh, because that's the big next big event in WWE now and, and one of the best of the year, one of my favorites, one of everybody's favorites, I imagine. So I feel like when you look at you know who are the favorites, who are the favorites on the men's side, who are the favorites on the women's side, I think the women's side is much more cut and dry than the men's side. And the first thing that I look at is I look at the brands. What brand needs this the most to create a challenger for WrestleMania? When it comes to the women's side, you tell me if, if you think I'm right or wrong, I feel like SmackDown needs it more because mm-hmm. Raw's got Oscar Charlotte, and it seems like they're going to eventually split, uh, and Charlotte's probably going to challenge her for the title at Mania. That's how it looks like it's probably going to happen. That leaves the SmackDown Women's title wide open. So when you look at the SmackDown roster, Bianca Belair seems like the logical choice, unless they go back to Bailey and Sasha again. Otherwise, it looks like it'd be Bianca Belair. Oh, and, and I think there's an honorable mention that I would include, and that's Rhea Ripley would be my honorable mention. What are your thoughts on the women's side in terms of who you think the favorite would be for the Rumble?
0: Bianca Belair, because they love to do the thing where she's overcoming. She's overcoming. It can't just be, man, really badass, dominant chick wins the Royal Rumble. And I think that's where they're heading. I think they're going to have Bianca Belair continue to lose matches. Bailey, I, I think she'll probably lose. Pro- I think she'll probably lose at least one more, two more matches between now and the Rumble, and they'll be like, "Oh, she's gonna have to overcome. She's been on a she's been on a, a slow streak of lately after winning so many matches, and then they'll have her win." So I, that's that's the way I'm leaning. Great but way to it, prop
3: her up for stardom, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, and oh, so frustrating.
3: Well, the men's side for me is a little bit. The, the water's a little bit more muddied on the men's side. So, again, first I look at what brand needs it more, and I think it's pretty much they're on the same level because when you look at Raw, I think Drew Sheamus will have played out by, by Mania uh, or by, even by the Rumble potentially. Yeah, uh, and so uh, Drew Sheamus, you know, th- saying oh Sheamus will win because then there's a match with Drew. I don't know that the, the storyline's going to play out by then. I think. Then when you look at the SmackDown side, Roman's going to be done, but with Kevin Owens by then. There's rumors about him and Daniel Bryan that'll probably be done by then by Mania anyway. So it's a little bit more muddied. There are rumors about matches being considered for WrestleMania 37, and I don't know if you've heard anything about you know, the validity to this. Two of the rumored matches are Roman Reigns, Bill Goldberg, which makes sense because Goldberg has already been on WWE-produced shows kind of hinting at it. The other one that's been rumored is a triple threat, Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar, Keith Lee. If there's any truth to that at all, then it sounds to me like they might do the double winner thing with Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar, where they both go over and touch the floor at the same time. Uh, what do you think?
0: Well, let me tell you, that, that spot is very hard to pull off, as we've seen in the past, unless they're not trying to. The, the hit rate on that, Brett and Luger did it right. Rock and Big Show didn't, yep. and they were supposed to. And
3: Hogan and Orndorff was all right.
0: Hogan Remember and Orndorff that? was all right, but I mean specifically for the Rumble. Rumble, yeah. Uh, Batista and Cena weren't supposed to do it yep. and did it better than anybody. Yep. Uh, so I, I think it's a possibility I would I wouldn't mind that at all but uh yeah I, I would love to see Keith Lee involved in in that match to me the Royal Rumble it's a way to help launch somebody and make them like oh shit they won the Royal Rumble right like that's that's in I'm getting giddy about it cuz I love the Royal Rumble I do and too I've got like 6 7000 words ready to go I'm going to produce a video about all the people I've talked to about this I'm going to have Dozens of scoops on Fightful Select about past Royal Rumbles up there. Um, there's such a feeling of optimism around this match. And it's because you can take somebody and make them in this match. You just make them. Even if they have had shitty booking, you can make them in this match. And and they stand a chance. And I love that.
3: Every year they would have that spot where one guy eliminated a lot of people. You know, like they had Nash yes. do it one year. Kane did it one year. Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. did it last year. There's always one guy. It seems like that might be a place for a Big E, or for Keith Lee, unless they do something like you know uh, Big E's in the Intercontinental Picture. Maybe they'll do it to set him up for next year, but uh, he's not ready for the main event spot yet. Lars Sullivan, he hasn't even been on TV in a while, but he's the kind of guy that Vincent Man will put in that position. You know, there aren't a lot of other guys. Braun Strowman would be the other one because I, I saw pictures of him on social media where he's looking pretty jacked and he's ready to come back. Maybe they'd use that as a, as a launching pad for him. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, when you look at the possibilities, Keith Lee and Brock going over at the same time, at least it'd be, it'd be a little bit different from what they've done in, in, in recent years, almost anybody else. I just don't know if, if, if there'd be as much interest in them anymore, you know, sure as yeah. hell not Brock or Goldberg. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. I yeah I I don't want Goldberg anywhere near the title picture, uh and I I mean I wouldn't mind him seeing him face Reigns for the title at Rumble and then losing but right yeah
3: right all right well uh, speaking about Bianca Belair there's been some controversy online a little bit as you kind of just mentioned about her loss to Bailey on SmackDown last week not too dissimilar from Keith Lee losing to Miz and Morrison and how I tried to explain that when you're grooming somebody for a top spot you're supposed to protect them. When you're grooming them, and if you're grooming Bianca for a top spot, you're supposed to protect her. And again, you know, like we've talked about, I think that too many people are, they're, they're just a little bit too accepting, uh, and so they look at it like, oh, well, Billy was the champion for a year, so it's fine, forgetting that she what she hadn't won a match in four months Sean? she lost yeah. by submission to Natalia, she lost by submission to Natalia. And and the match that caught that let her get over the losing streak was to Bianca, who's supposed to be this rising star that you've attached a rocket to, you know, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So here's a question that I want to ask and, and I'll let you answer it. If you can, okay. maybe people in the chat can, if you can't, if, the creative is, is fine, as some people are suggesting, if, if some of the loyalists are suggesting. If Bianca's being handled fine, Keith being handled fine, everything's being handled fine. How do you explain WWE hitting the all-time low in rating last week? Uh, this week, it wasn't a ton better. I think they did 1.69 million viewers. The key demo was up from last week. But how do you explain popularity being at an all-time low if everybody is being handled creatively as well as some people suggest that that's happening? <sighs>
0: Well, there's no reason. Well, here's the thing. People will say, well, tell me about the YouTube numbers. Tell me about the YouTube numbers. Well, goddammit, I can. I run gigantic audits on that stuff every year. We include them in our
1: ratings. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast.
0: wrap ups every single week they they're doing pretty good right now on YouTube not not terrible numbers but that is not where you want people to be ingesting your show ideally you want them to be watching live on monday nights because that that reflects better on on advertising That's where rates. you're getting paid. Exactly. 265
3: getting, million a year by USA. Exactly.
0: And and as a, as a man once said, they got to make that money back for their boss. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> so many yes. Should yes, they do, yes they do sean yes
3: they do uh they
0: well i'm, I'm referring to aj
3: styles oh okay okay, okay they gotta
0: make that money i thought
3: you were talking about your people. new contract
0: yeah right i already <laughs> i make way more than that for fightful
3: okay I'll, I'll send you the weekly reports
0: way more well and then i'll send you the patreon amount and the youtube amount oh my god and that's keep, all in the weekly reports i'll keep i'll keep Rolling that printing press out there for you, Jimmy. Yeah,
3: you're That's gonna roll I mean. your chair back off screen when I send you the weekly reports.
0: <laughs> and then I'll be like, damn, where are all these losses coming
3: from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah, Oh shit, Jeremy, this, this guy. Jack, you gotta pull your weight. Buddy. This guy named SRS. What the hell is going on with <laughs> that one?
0: <laughs> oh my god. As if. Anyway, uh, the creative is not good. It's not good. And here, here's the thing that I point at, Jimmy. One year ago, AEW were doing less viewers than they're doing now. One year ago. One year ago, WWE Raw was doing significantly more viewers than it's doing now. Yeah. If, if it was, if it were anything about the circumstances of the times, we would see more of a similar trend with both of those. But this is direct competition targeting a lot of the same people, Jimmy.
3: Yeah, except the demos are just different. And, and, uh, and, and something else I wanted to mention, because I've seen some people on social media talk about, oh, why are they talking about demos all of a sudden? They never used to talk about demos. We, you and I on this podcast, have talked demos forever. Like, this is not a new conversation. We've talked about it forever. And one of the reasons I've always talked about it is because if you look at the rankings, they rank by demo. And they have ranked by demo for years. They don't rank by viewership. They rank by demo. And they do that because that's what advertisers care about the most. Whenever you look at the rankings, you'll see a lot of the new shows that skew old, their viewership is double raw, some of them. Yeah. Double. Some of them are triple the viewership of raw, but they rank lower because no one gives a shit if the average viewer is 62 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why the demos are important. And one of the reasons that WWE should be very concerned is that the demo that they do the highest rating in typically is 50+. plus. Yeah. That's typically the demo that they do the highest rating in. They should be very concerned because 10 years from now, if they continue to skew older, and if they continue to drop off with younger viewers, what's going to happen 10 years yeah. from now? You know what I mean? So,
0: and that's why they keep bringing back the same old people. That's why they right. keep relying on this stuff. Right. It, it is a very frustrating thing to see. We have a bunch of super chats. Nerd Guru says, Bianca and Keith winning the Rumbles is the way. Well, I would love to see that, Jimmy. I just don't know if it's actually going to happen. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not confident.
3: Up. Sorry to cut you off, but I'm, I'm not confident. Based on what we've heard recently about Keith Lee being told to go back to the PC and everything, I'm not confident that Vince has enough confidence in him. Uh, which is why the idea of Keith and Brock going over at the same time makes sense because Brock is Vince's boy, and so that makes sense to me. I can't see Vince having Keith Lee win it on his own just based on what we've heard.
0: Yeah, uh, Anakin says, from Throwback, Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you, Fightful Rob and Sean, for everything you've done for me this year. Fightful has saved my life. Well, we appreciate you very much. Uh, Glad to hear from you and hope you have a good Christmas. David Dickers says ideal winners for the men's rumble Ali or uh, Cesaro. I said ideal, not something that will ever happen. Yeah, yeah. Women is Bianca, hundred percent. Yeah, that those neither one of those is happening. Not at all. No,
3: Ali is going to be out quick. Cesaro might not even be in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Depending, because they got a lot of talent. So, so I guess we'll see. One other thing I wanted to mention, and, and I don't want to completely shut on Raw or on WWE, but I just want to give an example because this is something that I noticed watching Raw on Monday, and it comes back to issues with creative. It comes back to no planning, re- repetition, all of that. There were three different groups on one show, three different groups that teased dissension. Mm-hmm. And I watched that thinking, how was the, the right hand not talking to the left hand on this stuff? You had AJ Styles, the main event. AJ Styles, Miz and Morrison, they're teasing dissension. Uh, she- Sheamus and Keith Lee, they're teasing dissension. Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans, they're teasing dissension. Plus, you are doing the slow tease with the Hurt Business. You got you know Cedric cutting guys off, and you got the others kind of looking at each other. Then, up until recently, uh, Shannon Baszler and Nia Jax were teasing dissension, because lately they haven't, but they were initially. They just It's just the same old thing. It's like nobody can get along in WWE for some reason. There's something in the water. They can't get along, Sean.
0: It's like they don't know how to book tag team wrestling or teams or anything like that. And they've got so many good ones. Like when people say, oh, they don't, they don't have any. And then I list a bunch and they're like, yeah, well, that, that doesn't count because, no, it doesn't count because WWE doesn't, doesn't book them accordingly. And it's, it can be an attraction. It is an attraction. It's a, it's a very cheap attraction for them to do. I know a lot of people are like, well, you got to pay him, got to pay him double. Well, you know what? Teams can wrestle in singles matches tag team matches you can get a lot more versatility uh on them and it's 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 very easy to do it's very easy to relate to a tag team everybody's had a brother a sister a, a father a friend that they want to team with and win the tag team titles with they want to share that joy and WWE doesn't seem to want to share that joy but but jimmy i i want to share the joy of delicious healthy cereal with our audience you know uh, I saw a good tweet from Chris Van Vliet that said, it's not about what you eat between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's about what you eat between Christmas and Thanksgiving. And Christmas is about to wrap up. So check out magicspoon.com. Cereal is one of the best parts about waking up and especially being a kid. But sometimes you got to give it up when you get older because of all that sugar and junk. But not magicspoon.com slash fightful. 11 grams of protein, 3 net grams of carbs in each serving, zero sugar. They've got that variety pack with cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. I love these flavors. I'm tearing into the blueberry as we speak. It tastes amazing. It's going to seem too good to be true, but it is. When you're cutting down on carbs, sugar, unhealthy food, maybe you're making that New Year's resolution to eat healthier. This is almost like a cheat code for you guys. Maybe you've got that sweet tooth. Maybe you want cereal. Maybe you want some of that. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful can really help you guys out. When I was training for uh, my return to the ring earlier this year, heavy on Magic Spoon, it was really good to help me curb those cravings for sweets and stuff like that. It is gluten-free, keto-friendly, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And I know a lot of you are going to be looking to get in better shape in the new year. Use this to help you out. And use that code FIGHTFUL at checkout to get free shipping, magicspoon.com slash FIGHTFUL and use that code FIGHTFUL. They're so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, you can send it back, and they'll refund your money. No questions uh, asked. Actually, you don't have to send it back. I don't know why I said that. I'm so used to saying that. But no, you don't have to send it back. They'll just refund your money. No stress. Anakin says, thought the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. No, it's not. (laughs) It's Magic Spoon. Folgers sucks. (laughs) Guru says, so all that Lana stuff was really revenge on Miro? No. I've got a story on that coming on FightfulSelect.com this
3: week. So I wasn't too surprised that WWE announced that they're going to do Legends Night on January 4th. Nope. Uh, because that's Vincent Man's M.O. When the rating is down, you bring back the old guys, try to pop a number. So they can um, be
0: seen backstage, uh, standing around, and maybe... Well, no, the Street Profits aren't there, but usually they would just have the Street Profits show up and go, We want the smoke! And they'd all dance, and they'd say the same line over and over again, and those people would have no bearing on the show whatsoever. Somebody's going to pin
3: our truth Someone's going to pin our truth They'll win the title. By the end of the show, he'll win it back. That's probably going to happen. Now, you know, what did surprise me was that they didn't really do anything on Raw to address the number. Like, they didn't really change anything. There wasn't any new big angle or anything. They kind of stuck with the old, and they kind of related on the post-pay-per-view bump from TLC to get the number up. And so that kind of leads me to what I think would be a problem, and this is not too dissimilar from their demo skewing old. What are are they going to do 10 or 20 years from now? If WWE is even around in 20 years, because you never know. But let's assume they are. What are they going to do 10 or 20 years from now when they feel they need to pop a rating, but now you can't call Hulk Hogan, you can't call Ric Flair, you can't call these guys from the past, and you haven't built any new stars? What are you going to do? Are you going to just call John Cena every single time? You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, they probably will. This is part of the problem, yeah.
3: Because who else are you going to call? Are you going to call a 65-year-old Chris Jericho in 15 years? You know what I'm saying?
0: I'm sure they'll try. And, and, well, I think by then Vince will be probably – out, or gone.
3: Yeah, but even if he is, even if he is, like, do you you think Hunter, you know, would have figured out a a different way of doing things? Because I'm seeing more and more events in him, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, I, I... To that within NXT, either. We don't see nearly as much of that in NXT right now. So, I don't think it will happen as much if Hunter takes over. But... I mean, that's part of the thing that has to change. Like, it's okay to bring those people back. It's just you have to prop up the people that you're with to I look agree. as good or better than them a significant amount of the time. And a significant amount of the time, it doesn't happen. And really, we've, we've seen this for a while. It, it's, it's funny, Jimmy, because in 2012, when it was happening to Heath Slater, it was very funny and entertaining. And it, it fit for him because – Heath Slater didn't lose a damn thing by getting beat up by Vader and Road Warrior Animal and Sid. It made him more entertaining.
3: Yeah, that was his gimmick.
0: Yeah, he's not a top guy. Yep. And it was was great. He got pinned by Lita, and everybody was like, oh, awesome. And it was. But then as it went along, and it's like, oh, well, I'm not big on the Ascension, but, well— how about the Ascension? They, they get their asses kicked, too. Mm-hmm. How about the Revival? They get their asses kicked, too. How about Elias all the time? He gets his ass kicked, too. Baron Corbin, let's, get him, let's make sure he gets his ass kicked, along with everybody else. The, the current people are very rarely propped up higher. Uh, Randy Orton and The Fiend. Those were a couple that, that managed to make it through. I'm sure somebody will point out another one, but those are the two main ones. Mm-hmm. Charlotte over Trish. That was good. That mm-hmm. was cool. But, I mean, that's why those three are where they are, and Mm -hmm. everybody else is way down here.
3: Well, one thing I'm starting to notice more and more is I'm noticing that more WWE talent is talking publicly about their frustrations. And this is something that you never used to hear about a lot. It'd always be kind of private conversations. Yeah. Now it's happening more and more publicly. So you mentioned AJ Styles earlier. He talked to TalkSport, and he talked openly about the Twitch thing. He said straight up he's not happy about it. Then if you look at Dana Brooke, Dana Brooke was on Lillian Garcia's podcast, which airs on WWE Network. So you want to talk about the right hand, not talking to the left hand. Dana Brooke is on Lillian Garcia's podcast, and she talked about her frustrations with creative. She said she was sick of the start, what you call it? Start, stop, pushes. Then Mandy Rose was also on Lillian Garcia's podcast. She talked about getting no answers, there being no clarity. She talked about how she thought she was going to be singles, and then suddenly she's in a tag team again. They're openly starting to talk about this stuff now. And I feel like they're starting to realize that they have options. You know what I mean? Not to suggest that everybody's going to make a living on Twitch or everybody's going to make a living on OnlyFans, but some of them can. Uh, I feel like they're getting it. What I'm wondering is, do you think that this could end up being a good thing for the company because maybe guys are going to become conditioned to start speaking up more? Yeah. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Um, especially when you've got people being reminded over and over again. Uh I'll tell you a situation that, that gained me some sources over the last year, Jimmy. They gathered a bunch of people in the room, reminded them they needed their own health insurance and that they're independent contractors, and then said, don't talk to dirt sheets. And they said, pardon the fuck out of me? What Did you, did you just say that in the same conversation? We're independent contractors. We're responsible for this to ourselves. Don't talk to this person. A whole lot of people were like, tough shit. Now I'm mm-hmm. going to. Mm-hmm. And when you constantly remind people they're independent contractors, hey, take care of your health insurance. Hey, by the way, you're going to have to get tested for COVID when you come in here because we're in a pandemic. Oh, by the way, you're not allowed to have a Twitch. They're going to be like, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit more likely to speak out on this.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And because of that, people like me will get the, the reputation of you only report negative stuff. I have went out of my way, I think, to report positive stuff this year brass ring series shooting softly all that we try to we try to balance that and and force some good news out there uh, but there are an awful lot of wrestlers that are creatively frustrated and even you look at it with Kevin Owens he's like I really like what they're doing I sure hope that they continue it.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. He likes being in a yeah. prominent position. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, let's let's look at the positives because there are some positives. Like, I, I don't like shitting on WWE all the time, and I know some people think that we're anti-WWE, and I'm not. I just call it like I see it. If AEW does stupid shit, I'm going to call it. You know what I mean? But let's look at some positives. Roman Reigns continues to be great. He's, he, to me, is still the hottest thing in all of wrestling. The Hurt Business with all the belts, Sean... That is a superstar looking group.
0: Oh, that with picture the, did with you With the it? suits.
3: I saw the picture with MG, MVP Ooh. sitting down. Yeah. 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 But with the suits, wearing the suits and holding all the belts, that is a superstar looking act. And uh, so I really like what they're doing with the Hurt Business. Cedric Alexander's found another gear. You know what I mean? It's yes, like, he how, has. how many times have I talked about everybody's good in the ring? Like, everybody pretty much is good in the ring. You got to find those extra intangibles. And Cedric Alexander's found him as a heel. Like, he's really coming to his own, and I think he's doing a really, really good job. Look at Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's freaking great now. He is this generation's Owen Hart, to me, because he's got the comedy to go with being good in the ring. Now he's got the Sami Award. Tell me that's not an no ode to Owen Hart. Come on. I love
0: it. It has to be.
3: It's, absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. And I think Sami is, is, is really, really funny and really entertaining. Big E, they didn't seem to know what to do with him at first after they, they split him from, uh, yeah. from Xavier and Kofi, but now he's really starting to find his momentum now. Uh, I like his presentation a lot better. I like his music much better. He's finding another gear, too, and I like what they're doing with him. And Alexa Bliss, they put her in a pretty complex situation, and they kind of are relying on her to, to rely on her acting chops as opposed to her athleticism. I feel like she's doing a good job. Her on that swing in the ring, Sean?
0: Yeah.
3: That looked was- good.
0: See, that's one of the benefits, the the bittersweet benefits of the situation we're in. They can do really creative editing like that. Yes. And that was pretty cool. I liked it when they did it with Sue Young on Impact. Uh, I I like, which I've got a few more. I I think I posted a select exclusive on that this week You did. Yeah, you did, yeah. Um, Also, I I liked it when they did it with Ethan Page and the Karate Man. I thought that was really cool on Impact. They're getting creative, and that's what you have to do. I just want to see that creativity spread out across the show.
3: Yeah, I agree. I I think she's doing a pretty good job too. And that leads me to Randy Orton at TLC. Now I am assuming that he might've wore the shirt and pants to protect himself. I'm assuming he might've wore it to protect himself from the heat and to protect himself from, you know, potentially touching the flames or whatever. But he sold me a ticket, whether it was inadvertent or not, because it might have been inadvertent. He sold me a ticket because when he yeah. came out, when he came out in pants, and the dude is never in pants like, ever. Yeah, I know. So when he They'll came, do out, anything to pop a
0: rating, Jimmy? Yeah, right, right,
3: right. <laughs> I thought to myself, that's a giveaway. He's getting lit on fire uh, because he just never does it. Then when Bray Wyatt didn't take off his jacket and was wrestling in his jacket, that's when I thought, okay, wait a second, maybe this could go either way. Uh, and that's a good thing, because like we've seen with previous Inferno matches, you just got to look at whatever one is dressed the most. Typically, that was the one that lost. In this case, they both were dressed. I really liked that. That kept me guessing. And, uh, and again, if you could find out, I'd love to know if Randy Orton did that just to protect himself from the flames, or if he did that intentionally to have people guessing as to the finish. Either way, I really liked it.
0: I'll see if I can find out. I know they did an awful lot of work uh, in preparing for that as well.
3: Well, I liked it. I liked it. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, now, speaking of Bray Wyatt, speaking of, uh, of Alexa, I want to ask where you think they're going with Bray Wyatt. The day of TLC prior to uh, the pay-per-view, he put this on Twitter. Put it media too, Camillo? He said the thing uh, about fire is it does what it pleases. I burn, you burn, we all burn. And you can see there that is, uh, I guess, a caterpillar. Uh, Now, put up this next one, Media 3. He posted this after TLC. Thank you. And that is a cocoon. Sure sounds like they're getting ready to have him come back yet again, be different yet again. Uh, It would be cooler if they haven't already done it five times in two years. Yes. You know what I mean? Or whatever it's been.
0: Poor guy's had to reinvent himself six or seven times because the booking is so bad. Yeah,
3: yeah. So I, I feel like... What are they going to do this time? He's going to come back with a different outfit. His mask will be a little different. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it, it's been done so many times. He loses steam every single time. But what are your thoughts? Like, it sounds to me like it's probably the Rumble because the Rumble's in a little over a month. And they're already teasing. You know, on Raw, they already tease that he's still around. So probably the Rumble. But what do you think? Do you think it's just going to be different gear, a different mask, something? I
0: like Jeff Hawkins' approach saying that he thinks it might be like a Two-Face thing. Okay. Because he seems like a very good like, Batman type of thing. Uh, so
3: I mean, he's already got Ray Wyatt and The Fiend. So what do you think they would do with that? You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's what they would do. Yeah. I think they would try to have him play both of them at the same at time. At the same like time. Like, yeah. one, okay. Like, <laughs> it's going to be so bad. Yeah, it's like you so said, like legit. Two-Face.
3: Just like Two-Face.
0: Yes. Oh, <sighs> man. I really do. We, we do have a couple super chats. Go ahead and get those in, guys, as we start to wrap up the show. We did have a Young Bucks clip, but we're, we're low on time. So just go check out my Young Bucks interview. Uh, we talk about their WWE negotiations. Jimmy, this is a, a topic that you and I had discussed about them for a long time, about the dual contracts yep. with Ring of Honor and New Japan. We discussed that. Uh, it's, it's a really good interview. I'm so glad I finally got to speak to them.
3: I guarantee a Ring of Honor regrets a big time now.
0: Oh, God, of course. You, oh, yeah. And that's something I brought up. You pay them whatever you can, yep. and even if, if you lose 100 bucks on them, yep. well, it's worth it because more people are watching your show. Yep. Evan Wright says, what would you guys rather see, Davy Boy Smith Jr. versus Walter UK title program or a killer elite squad reunion in AEW's tag division? That would be Lance Archer and Davy Boy Smith Jr. Um,
3: to I, be honest with you, to me, sorry to cut you off, but to me, NXT UK just doesn't have the fanfare. Uh, and so it depends on, I guess as a fan and, and for the sake of Davy Boy Smith Jr., I'd go with the A.W. idea.
0: Yeah. And also, uh, he lives in the States, so that would, that would be a stretch for him to be over there. I mean, I've interviewed him. Guy doesn't have like, doesn't have the accent or anything. He grew up in Canada. Yeah, he did.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Disgruntled New York Jets fan, Justin Lopez says the Hurt Business has to be one of the eldest faction age-wise ever. Yeah. I love how three grizzled vets are helping Cedric get his shine. It's really, really cool. And, I mean, yeah, you look at it. MVP's 47 years old, Jimmy. Yep. Shelton Benjamin is, I'm pretty sure he's 45. Yeah. As I look at it, yeah, he's 45. Bobby Lashley, 45. 44. He'll be 45 next year. That is, and, and they're... What's on, Cedric, point, like
3: 25 or something? 27
0: maybe? Oh, 30? No, he's 30. 30 31. 30? Okay. Yeah. But in, in wrestling, that's an infant these days.
3: Yeah, I mean, they definitely could use a, an injection of something. Like, I, I think it might have been Hawkins that said, and I agree with him, they should get a, a world title guy in there. Yeah. Because even though Lashley could be a world title guy, because of the way they've handled him and because he's had such a good run with the U.S. title, I'd kind of keep him where he is. Maybe you could even then, you know, later on tease a program between him and a world title guy. But uh, if they had all the belts, like, they could basically just. just basically run Raw, you know what I mean? Which they almost did with Raw Underground at one point.
0: Uh, uh, I think it's 18 names, Deegan, says, I heard rumblings in the new Firefly Funhouse being the Butterfly Funhouse, but I'm super nervous of WWE messing up another Bray character. I would kind of like to see a Butterfly Funhouse with Alexa Bliss. I think that would be a nice, different approach to take it, Jimmy.
3: Yeah, we'll see. I I don't have a lot of uh, confidence when it comes to the handling of Bray
0: Wyatt. I mean, I don't either, but I mean, I would like to see that new approach because otherwise it's going to be the same thing over and over, and if it stretches it out,
3: cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I want to talk about AEW Dynamite, uh, and I want to address some comments I've seen on social media in a minute here. So Tony Khan uh, has invited Impact Talent to appear on Dynamite this week. Most likely that's going to happen, and we kind of knew it would anyway. I have seen comments on social media from people that actually suggest that the partnership between AEW and Impact is more beneficial to AEW than it is to Impact. With all due respect to these people, stop allowing your fandom to cloud your judgment. To suggest that Impact is going to benefit less from this partnership yeah. than AEW is completely ridiculous. This so far is 95 5 Impact to AEW when it comes to who's benefiting. Impact, prior to this whole thing, no one was watching the show. Nobody was watching the show, had no buzz whatsoever. And what you're seeing now is the result of what AEW has given to them. And outside of them getting access to that tape library like I've talked about, there is nothing that Impact can offer AEW that is more valuable than that time slide on TNT on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. There is nothing Impact can offer them outside that tape library that's valuable. And people can say, oh, now we're going to see Jordan Grace on Dynamite. Jordan Grace on Dynamite is not as valuable as the TV time that you're going to give to Jordan Grace. And that's no, business but, um, and that's a fact.
0: But also, Jordan Grace's deal's up in a few months. And if you land Jordan Grace because of this.
3: No, I mean, you're right. And that's one example. But like, take any example under, under contract with, with Impact. There's no, it, the benefit does not match. Like, giving them that television time doesn't match having them on your show. And so, never suggest that AEW is going to benefit more. That's just completely absurd to suggest that. But again, if the tape library is involved. Cool deal, do it, and uh, that's all i got to say about it.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you in that. I, I think the, the Impact Tape Library is a very valuable library.
3: Uh, absolutely, I absolutely, mean, there, and yeah, no, and underutilized.
0: Yes, uh, there, there's no disputing how good that tape library is. 100%. And I'm not just talking, guys, now. You got Kurt Hennig and the Road Warriors and Randy Savage footage yeah. in that thing. Savage's uh, last
3: match, I believe. Yes. Ever.
0: Oh, a lot of people. China's yeah. last match, Yeah, I think.
3: right, right.
0: Uh, yeah. Ric Flair's last match. Hulk yep. Hogan's Hogan. last match. Yep, 100%. There are an insane number of people who had their last match in, in TNA. Uh, the Nerd Guru says, uh, Fantasy booking, wouldn't it be awesome if Kenny the Collector, the Belt Collector, came for the Tribal Chief? The two hottest things in wrestling would be money. Yeah, that would be that would that would sell an absurd number of pay-per-view buys. You would It would have be a, incredible. You would have um a lot of people who would be like, yeah, "I'd never buy another wrestling pay-per-view full price again." Yeah. Uh buying a pay-per-view for that. It would, would be incredible. It would, tr- it would find a way to transcend wrestling too. It would it would make mainstream because of how different it is.
3: Yeah, never going to happen. But uh, it, would, it would be incredible. I want to ask you about Wrestle Kingdom. So Wrestle Kingdom is going to be, uh, it's coming up two nights, January 4th, January five. They got the top matches set, Naito and Ibushi on night one. The winner faces Jay White on night two. Conspicuously, conspicuously, if I can get that word out, absent due to COVID-19, most likely are certain U.S. stars that we're accustomed to seeing, especially when it comes to Wrestle Kingdom, John Moxley, Chris Jericho, maybe even Kenny Omega. Here's my question for you, and I realize going to Japan and quarantine and, and COVID and everything, I get it. I get it makes it very difficult in terms of logistics. When you look at the cards, because the cards are more or less done, night one, there's going to be a 22-man battle royal.
0: I love it. The, the Rambo.
3: Yeah, the last four competitors are going to wrestle on night two for what they're calling the King of Pro Wrestling Trophy.
0: Yeah, stupid. I, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't but like that, all that. But stuff.
3: that's what they're doing. Yeah. Do you think that a guy like Moxley, and I'm not suggesting it'll be in the Battle Royale, but that's just an idea to get a guy on the show. Do you think that a Moxley or a Jericho or maybe even Omega might make an appearance uh, on Wrestle Kingdom given the COVID-19 issue?
0: Yes. And one of our subscribers, Sheila, brought it up. Moxley ain't been on that show for a while. And they can say, oh, he's not all he wants, but Tony Khan's, he gets it. He understands wrestling. If John is going to be there, he will not announce it for New Japan, and he's been very, very liberal with them. Uh, I think if you are New Japan, you you really should add something because Great O'Con is not going to do it for you. You gotta you gotta just keep adding and maximize this right now because you are on an island of your own as far as super super buzzworthy type of stuff. Uh, well, okay, maybe not because they they've got New Year's Evil and and Beach Break coming up and the the December thirtieth show, so it will be a busy couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom transcends all that stuff mm-hmm. and is very special. But I think that they gotta they, they one they got to get the title off Moxley. That's got to happen. Mm-hmm. He's he's had it for so long and not been able to do anything. I can't believe they didn't figure out a way to do it at the strong tapings. Just let him go in, work a triple threat match. Kenta's in the U.S. at the time. Have him drop the title.
3: I know the Khan doesn't want guys working on U.S. soil.
0: Sure. But, I mean, if if, if that's the concession you have to make, I'd yeah. be like, John be a little safe, buddy, do a triple threat match, don't eat the pin, and we'll make it work.
3: And and the thing, too, when you look at Omega's character right now, and I understand he's your champion, you want him on your show, but at the same time, they're taping, aren't they taping every other week? Like, they're not live every single week right now, right? On what? Uh, On Dynamite.
0: Oh, yes, correct, correct.
3: So if they needed to, don't you think that if they really want to get this Omega co-promotional character over... Wouldn't it make sense, so, you know, he's been on Impact, he was in A. wouldn't it make sense to have him show up on Wrestle Kingdom with the AEW Championship? You know what I mean? If, if New Japan even would be open to it, I why wouldn't they be? It would make sense to do it. And I understand quarantining and everything. Yeah. You're taping every other week. Tape as much footage with Omega as you can to kind of cover you when you're not live. It could be done. It could be done. I guess it comes down to what kind of value does Tony Khan see in having that footage... Uh, and you know, in exchange for that, you don't have your top guy live on your show for a week or two. Yeah, you know, I, I if it was me, it's a trade off because you want to get a deal with New Japan anyway, and yeah. so if you can offer them your top guy and then you can continue that character, it makes sense to me to want to do it.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I, 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 agree. You gotta, you gotta do that, and and you want to have a relationship with New Japan, right? AEW and New Japan should want to work together. <sighs> Guys, please leave a thumbs up, please subscribe, please tap the bell for notifications. we got the list goes on coming up after this, Jimmy.
3: Yeah, we're going to talk about Kevin Owens, we're going to talk about Ben Askren, and you know why. We're going to talk about rumors about Tyron Woodley, we're going to talk about the new uh, Icon series coming up on the network, uh, some trademark news, uh, got some stuff we're going to talk about on the list goes on.
0: Evan Wright sends a super chat, and he says, if Omega's going to be in Japan, he's going to be after the main title. And I think Ibushi being the IWGP champ would make the most sense. That match would be insane. It's, it's a story.
3: He already it teased happened. it, too. Did you hear about the uh, the interview Omega did? Yes. He said, he said, if not for the Good Brothers, I'd still be toiling a new Japan like Ibushi. Yep. That's what he said.
0: Yep. Uh, what an amazing story that would be. Uh, Guys, our NXT AEW review is going to be really late tonight because AEW does not start until, like, roughly 10 p.m. Eastern.
3: Awesome. Let's see if if a certain somebody does a comparison with the ratings next week and and tries to make like it's an equal comparison when Dynamite's in a different time slot.
0: Until next time, guys. We're out. Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcasts, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling.